0: Today's gospel is part of Matthew's story about the Incarnation, and we've already heard it, but I want you to realize that it's different than Luke's. Luke tells us a story through the experiences of Mary, a young woman without status, who carries the Son of God within her, and the shepherds who are in the field who are the first to hear the exclamation, good news that will cause great joy. However, this morning's gospel tells us from Matthew about a man named Joseph a man of faith in God whose faith will sustain him as he come, as he prepares for the coming of Emmanuel what an awesome responsibility it must have been to be the earthly father of Jesus we have all known good and faithful men my father was such a man he went quietly about his task providing for us following the rule of law and humbly worshiping God He had a hard life, but he hardly, if ever, complained. And he genuinely considered himself blessed. He wasn't wealthy or famous, but when he passed, a church full of friends came, some I had never met. And I too am a father, a grandfather, and because of my father's example, I better understand the love and hope and concern that my father had for me. And I am grateful to God that he gave him to me. But imagine God looking down upon us, trying to pick just the right man to raise his son. It's not easy to entrust your children to others. Just think of how hard we scrutinize friends and relatives just to look for a babysitter. And then when we're away, we worry our time with phone conversations, trying to find out just what's going on. I believe that sometimes we forget that while Jesus was fully human and fully divine. Joseph and Mary were just human, like us. But God trusted Joseph. Joseph's influence on Jesus during those early years must have been incredible. When Jesus spoke of God as being like a loving father, he could look to Joseph for that example. Think of all those times that you spent sharing with parents and children and grandchildren. Those precious moments stay with us forever. Mary and Joseph shared those experiences with Christ. Imagine holding Jesus' tiny hand as Joseph began to first show him how to train the wood. Joseph could not have known then that one day Jesus would shape our hearts. And like all parents, Joseph would have been faced with the dilemma of disciplining Jesus for misbehaving. Unaware that one day, Jesus would save us all from our own misdeeds. Joseph's patience and love stands as a testimony to the value of obedience and faithfulness, but especially to honoring the entrusted role of parenthood. But first, the story of Joseph and Mary starts out rocky. Our scripture tells us that now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. While Joseph was a righteous man, imagine how heartbroken he was at what he had heard of Mary's pregnancy. Because I believe that Joseph really loved Mary as all men and women love each other. When Mary told Joseph that she was pregnant, he obviously would have been hurt and confused. Joseph was a spouse to Mary. And in those times, the Israelites considered an espousal to really already be a marriage. And to break it would be a breach of contract, one that actually required a divorce. And Mary's falsely perceived unfaithfulness carried an even greater stigma in those days. She could have been stoned to death what conversations passed between Joseph and Mary, we'll never know. But what we do know is that whatever was said was not enough to relegate Joseph to once again want Mary to be his espousal wife. He decided to put her away quietly. However, these actions once again show that he was a sensitive man. Rather than anger, as many men might have felt, Joseph just chose to quietly handle it. And as I said, That action shows me that he really loved her in a love that Paul talks about in Corinthians, that love is patient, love is kind. However, as in so many biblical stories, God intervenes. Remember, but just when he had resolved to quietly put her away, I paraphrase, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son and he named him Jesus. Now, during the time of Christ, Nazareth was a small community of just several hundred people or perhaps even a thousand, and they were all either closely related or lived actually just about right on top of one another, so everybody knew everybody's business. Accepting God's plan was probably very hard for Joseph, but he chose to obey God. This act of obedience indicates that Joseph is aware that God is asking him to make a leap to take an action that goes beyond how any of us would normally understand the law and our own emotions. In listening to the angel, Joseph is asked to do more than he can understand. He is asked to have faith in God. Remember Paul's words about faith in Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. What more do we know about this man, Joseph? Well, like his namesake, Joseph from the Old Testament, he also had angelic dreams. He offered mercy in the face of apparent betrayal, and he went to Egypt. And speaking of Egypt, not of my trip, but of the one that Joseph took, after a second angelic dream, Joseph flees to Egypt to protect Jesus from Herod's wrath and spares him from the massacre of the innocents. Isn't it interesting? That our lord and savior jesus christ the savior of all mankind would also be saved by a humble carpenter yes a carpenter in catholic and other traditions joseph is the patron saint of workers The gospel describes Joseph as a tecton, which traditionally translated in English means a worker of various building materials. However, calling Joseph a a carpenter is what happens in the Bible almost all the time. Justin Martyr wrote that Jesus made yokes and plows, and there are many similar references. Remember in the book of Matthew, the crowd asked, is this not the carpenter's son? Now, we don't know how long Joseph lived. The last time Joseph appears in any gospel is in Luke in the story of the Passover visit to the temple when Jesus is just 12 years old. The story emphasizes Jesus's awareness of his mission and the knowledge of who his real father is. For he says, and he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. No mention of Joseph is made hereafter. Joseph believed in the angel, that Jesus was the Messiah, but he did not live to see his ministry. He could not foresee what Christ would become, but he trusted God. When we interact with little ones, no matter who their parents are, we can't always see the future. But like Joseph, we can hope and pray and remember that when you touch the lives of children, you are touching the future. Joseph stands as a testimony to us all in the trusted role of parenthood. Joseph chose to offer love and mercy, to go beyond the norm. He chose to make a leap to be faithful and trust God in what would happen. Perhaps, just perhaps, Joseph's example was an example of the best of humanity, one that Jesus would never forget one that Jesus would one day demonstrate also. My friends, it is Advent and the King is coming. When our Lord arrives, may he find each one of us as faithful and loving as Joseph. Amen.